Today, I want you to open your mind, open your mind to the possibility that one day we will make contact with an intelligent civilization in outer space. We have in our possession a flying saucer. It's being flown to higher headquarters. There is a lie being told to everyone. They're, they're extra-dimensional beings that an earlier precursor of the, um, the space program made contact with. Do you believe are we alone? Is there life after death? This is the Very Normal Show. Introducing Marvel Man and your host, Sarah Martinez. Hey everyone, welcome to another Paranormal Friday night. This is the Very Normal Show for March 9th with your host, Vera. And Little Minge. Greetings, Earth people and spirits of this dimension and beyond. We are broadcasting live from the hills of Austin, Texas, bringing you the best weird, strange, and paranormal topics in this dimensional solar system. The Veranormal Show can be downloaded for later listening on iTunes, or just check out the show's archive at blogtalkradio.com forward slash veranormal. Tonight, we are talking to a very special lady, and she is going to share her beautiful wisdom with all of us. She's here to tell you about the nine gifts of spirit, and she will be joining us in the next few minutes. Also, we are taking live calls, so definitely give us a call. Um, Our number is 818-532-9739. Again, write this down. Give us a call, uh, 818-532-9739. How was your week, little ninja? Oh, it was good. Um, Did you just, just go back today? Yeah, I did. Welcome I, home. Thank you. Back in Austin. We got South by Southwest here, so it was Exciting. a busy day at the airport, which was pretty crazy. It looks like a lot of uh, events coming up events. here in Austin. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. excited. Yeah. Yes, I want to check it out. I've never been, so this is going to be the first time for me, so I'm excited to check out some bands. and I guess they have like a bunch of speaking lectures and all kinds of tech stuff going on so it'd be pretty cool uh, isn't it also like a little bit yeah. of a film yeah i think the film festival has already ended but i could be wrong i gotta check out the website and, and see what the the, the schedule cool is everything yeah evolved. but i've heard so much about south by southwest i mean austin's famous for it so it should be i know be it's gonna be cool busy yeah. remember halloween last year oh yeah that's crazy yeah that was the it most people crowded. i've seen in one one place mm-hmm. that was cool so Marfa Man could have, couldn't be here with us tonight. Yeah, Marfa Man's at a wedding, so he is um, missing in action tonight. So we are, it's just you and I, We're going to miss weird but true. Yeah. So, wah, wah, but wah. It's okay. He's partying down. He's probably doing the, he's probably doing the Marfa Man chicken dance right now or something. I wonder if, really gonna, if <laughs> listeners are really going to uh, miss weird but true. I'm going to miss his his funny his funny uh hook lines. <laughs> well, um so anyway we'll we'll miss we're missing you, Marfa Man. We wish you were here. Um overall we had a pretty good week. I moved for the third time in a year Jeez. this week. Uh, I'm exhausted but it's uh I'm excited. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I just got off the road from uh from work and, and I got the next three weeks off. Uh so I am local. I'm excited. I'm going to be able to be on the show with you guys the next uh, three Fridays. So 
That'll be cool. Awesome. Didn't you? Weren't you telling me earlier that you heard about some rumors about maybe a solar flare hitting up the Earth, and that's why uh, about forty thousand houses lost. Yeah, I was power? just trying. I was trying. I was trying to find the story on online about that, and I was having trouble, so There's I wasn't. Nothing. I wasn't quite going to bring it up, but I did. Well, we just had a massive solar flare um, hit the Earth, and it, it was supposed to knock out some some GPS and, you know, kind of mess with some of the electronics and stuff. But I had heard that there was 40,000 homes that had lost power due to it. But Where at? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to find, like I said, I was trying to find a story to, to verify. Because I would say like a, a couple of days ago, maybe, with yeah, it was, power, it was and it was extremely be, windy. I think it was two days ago that this happened. But so. again, the change of, um, it, it became really cold, so... But yeah, this this solar flare was pretty pretty big, and it. And it uh, I wonder if it was related to that, or if it's just something completely different. I, I doubt it. I, I I'm sure it was probably wind or something. Well, that's your gossip for the week. That's all we heard. Yeah. <laughs> for the crazy stuff. Yeah, um, not, not a solid story, but maybe next week we'll have more uh, crazy events. I hope not. I hope no crazy solar flares. Oh no. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Just like, you know, it's strange little news here and then that we yeah. can share with our listeners. Anyway, um, all of your listeners, whether you're working, driving, or just at home and join us tonight, let's get ready for our interview. So sit back, relax, and open your mind. But first, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. If you just logged in, we are the Very Normal Show. If you want to check us out, please go to www.verynormal.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm very excited uh, to introduce our guest for tonight. She has worked in the field of metaphysical teaching and counseling for over 30 years. A well-known medium, clairvoyant, intuitive, and energy healer, she knows that all have received the same nine gifts of the Spirit, each soul growing and learning not only human lessons, but soul lessons as well. Everyone, please welcome Ms. Rebecca Ann. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I Rebecca. am well, and you? Good, good. Where are you calling from right now? Amarillo, Texas. Nice. Fellow Texan. Yes, thank you so much, uh, Rebecca, for accepting this interview tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, we're we're excited to to talk to you about uh about about some of your your teachings and stuff. You're you're a metaphysical teacher, is that right? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Nice. First of all, I want to tell our listeners how I um, got to meet this beautiful lady. I have to say, when you I was at a paranormal event in Amarillo, Texas, and she was there as well. And out of nowhere, across the room, did you see this beautiful lady, I have to say, and she's just shining, Aww. just full of light. And it's really hard to describe. 
So I was really curious. I wanted to see what this lady was all about. Yeah. And I saw many people talking to her again, again, and again. So finally, we came closer and closer, and then we started talking. And that was Ms. Rebecca Ann. That's how I met her. And she actually offered to give me a reading, which I accepted. And it was amazing. I have to say, I've never received a reading that accurate in my entire life. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, and it's important, um, you know, for people to realize that any prophetic gift is exactly that. It's a gift. And uh, it's important that we do not confuse the individual. You know, it's like um, um, it is, it's just simply different uh, than the individual. I mean, it's hard to describe, but it never comes from me. Um, it's like wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, dreams, uh, gift of tongues, exhortation, the sharing of information. And everyone, truly everyone, has one of the nine gifts. And it's important for everyone to recognize that as we were created, that uh, created in the image, that's what we received. It wasn't about our physicality. It wasn't about our our ego or what we bring to this human existence. It's about who we really are when we are being versus when we're doing or when we're thinking or when it's in our mind. So, yeah, you, so, we need so to you're recognize. Saying, saying if we don't need to try at this, we just need to be. Is that what you're exactly. saying? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Open yourself up to who you truly are, which is a spiritual being. The human is just the illusion that we cover up with while we're here. Interesting. I'm just looking here. We're starting to get callers already. Really? Well, <laughs> we they're, they're going to hold off. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> well, not ready to, to well, first tap into of all, the callers. I know. Um, <laughs> I want to have Rebecca for myself yeah. for now. <laughs> um, anyway, first of all, would you uh, tell our listeners out there, how did you become involved into the metaphysical? Mm, well, I, to be real honest, I, I kind of think that it was a chosen assignment I remember being very young and um, having um, sharing is what I would call it and having information come through me. And I had a beautiful grandfather who was very wise and he would always listen and he would always remember. And then whenever the occurrences happened or whenever things um, came to pass as I had seen them, he would validate it for me. And he would say, do you remember, you know, this long ago when you saw this? And now this has occurred. Oh. And an extreme desire to be of assistance to humanity. And um, I, I, it's kind of like my job. Um, oh. is, you know, some people are, are natural-born gymnasts or some people are natural-born musicians. It's just the gift that they come in with. And I feel very, very blessed um, that, you know, I had such beautiful, beautiful teachers. And then as I hit my teen years, um, it became quite apparent that other people did not see the same things that I saw, um, nor did they interact the same way that I did. And so it made me very curious. 
you know, okay, why do I see these pretty colors around the people and no one else does? And so then that began my journey into human knowledge or physical knowledge, wanting to study auras, wanting to study dream interpretation. I wanted to know why I knew what I knew. And so pretty much a dog chasing its own tail. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize that the tail was mine. <laughs> what, uh, for our listeners out there, what exactly is an aura? Well, as we have um, our physical body, we also have the soul body, which is connected to the chakras. We also have an etheric body or um, etheric body, as some people, tomato, tomato, and that sits right above the physical body. The aura is our connection to the chakras, and it shows the physical person's emotional state at any one given time, which is always open to change, to shift. Uh, We carry the colors just like a rainbow. And so someone that has a lot of red, you know, they're very vibrant, they're very alive, they have a lot of energy. If it's a dark red, that means anger, um, mm-hmm. where the expression, I was so mad I could see red comes from. But each of the colors, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet, each have a positive. Now, when we get into the indigo and violet, those are what are referred to as Christ consciousness, and there's not a negative connotation to those colors because that's going into your third eye and, again, your spiritual connection. Wow. I was, I'm just speechless. Like, I'm trying to visualize yeah, all, these, all, the <laughs> all these people with different colors. So, now, is, is this? can you use this like to your advantage? Say somebody's a bad person and you see dark aura around them or whatever. Can you, can you define that? Like, can you go, Oh, that person's bad. Oh, I see a white light over there. That guy's good. Is that, is no, that... not well, I mean, if someone has got a lot of dark blue, for example, then you can tell that they're very depressed. Oh, you know, I'm feeling blue today. Mm-hmm. If it's a light blue, they're, they're happy. They're peaceful. And, I truly do not believe that any one individual can be labeled or judged as good or bad. We have both in us, one being etonic or the ego that demands control, which is what we um, use when we let the mind have control over who we are. And then you have the other side, which is our spiritual essence, which is nothing but goodness. It's, um, you know, the story of the two wolves, which is very famous in in, uh, Native American culture. You know, I have two wolves within me. One is dark and selfish and, you know, angry. The other one is good and kind and loving and giving. Hmm. And then the young boy asks, Father, which wolf will win? And the father replies, the one you feed. Ah, that's beautiful. So that's where it comes. Mm. One of the other energy will take over in every person. But everybody is capable of doing good or bad. Exactly. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. And there's also, what is, I've been reading a lot about this duality and how bad and, and, and good 
doesn't really exist. It's not really something, um, how can I say it, uh, real. It's more like something that we just created. It's not really who we are. Exactly. It's the illusion. It's the drama. It's the um, entertainment. It's the television of our own mind. Mm. But who we truly, truly are in our core has nothing to do with good or evil. Mm-mm. Isn't that interesting? Interesting, yeah. Okay, so let's go um, start talking about the nine gifts. So you were saying earlier a person will have at least one gift or just one gift? Well, we are all born with a certain percentage each of the nine gifts. Oh, okay. But we have um, the gift that is the strongest for us. For example, there are those that their strongest gift is in prophecy. There are those whose strongest gift is in healing. And when I say healing, you know, I don't want to limit it to the one aspect of self. We're physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual being. Okay. There are those that are are healers for the emotional aspect of who we are. There are those that are healers of the mind. There are those that are healers of the body. Mm. And that's important I, for us to recognize as well. How how would we find out what our gift is, our one nine gift is? How What would be the best way to go about finding that? Well, now, this is a cheater's way that you can use uh, that is really very readily available to anyone who wants to take it. But get on Google or Bing or uh, Yahoo or whatever it is that you use and type in spiritual gift test. Oh, they actually have a a, a test, like a multiple choice question test or... Exactly. And you want to pick... Mm-hmm. You want to pick um, a good test. You want to pick one with a minimum of 200 to 250 questions. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's going to take some time. Right. And then that's that's a good way if you if you wanted to, if you're very analytical and you want to wrap your mind around something that is quote-unquote solid, you can do something as simple as that. But most people recognize their first gift. For example, if you're one that remembers your dreams very strongly, then that would be your first gift. And what would that be called? The gift that, of dreams. Okay, that, that's it. That's mm-hmm. okay. So there's prophecy, healing, the mm-hmm. gift of dreams, which people that could maybe have um, some sort of premonition. It could be premonition. It could also be used for problem solving. Uh, for example, oh. if you're seeking um, a solution to a problem that you're dealing with, you can ask for that solution to be given to you in a dream if you remember your dreams readily. Okay, I know a person like that. Yeah, and if you're not a NASA scientist, uh, don't believe that you're going to get the uh, the answer to jet propulsion. <laughs> It's not going to work that way. It has to be something that you are giving energy to in your day-to-day life uh, as far as, like, using dreams for problem-solving. Gotcha. Uh, there so are you're people, actually, sorry, you're actually kind of living it. You're just, it's it's with you every day, so it's something that has to be around you all the time. Right. It's something that you're consciously seeking gotcha. or something that you're spending your physical existence 
searching for. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many people that um, have have dreams and they're connected with loved ones. For example, it's a lot easier to say, I had a dream of my Uncle Bill last night and we talked about Susie's troubles. It's a lot easier to say that you dreamt of your dead uncle than it is to say that you had coffee with him that morning. Um. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we have prophecy, healing, dreams. What else? There's wisdom. Wisdom. Mm-hmm. Is that just like being smart or like o- No, overall? that's being connected to the source um, or collective consciousness. Uh, some people refer to as God. Mm. And what that is, is let's say, for example, and I'm sure that many of your listeners can connect on this on some level. Uh, um, a good example for me is one day I was driving down a main street, and I had stopped at a red light, and the light had turned green, and Spirit said, hold your ground. So I knew that that meant that I wasn't supposed to go anywhere. About that time, I looked in my rearview mirror. There was a Suburban coming up. I had touched on his his brakes because I was not going at the green line. And there was a young man on a bicycle. And the Suburban hit the young man that was on the bicycle. The young man went straight up into the air. The bike went under the Suburban. The young man landed on his feet. The gentleman got out of the car, and he was shaking. He said, thank you for not going at that green light. Because he recognized if I had been going, then the young man on the bike would have been hit, you know, Mm -hmm. dead center instead of just being clipped. Wow. So you you actually heard a voice in your your ear that said Mm -hmm. not to go. Right, it said, hold your ground. Hold and your that's, ground. Mm-hmm, that's clairaudient. And it's important for people to, to realize some people are clairvoyant, which means clear seeing. Ah. Some people are clairaudient, which is clear hearing. And so there are different degrees of the nine gifts. You know, like I said, with the healing, it may be phys- physical healing, mental healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing. There's a difference between clairaudient, um, clairvoyant. Some people may see or get images, but never hear anything. How difficult is? Are there any schools that people can go to to study their gift? Um, well, now I believe that the key to all gifts are meditation. I keep hearing that again and again every <laughs> time. Well, and, and I it's taught so meditation hard. for no, it's easy. Meditation is very, very easy. When we pray, we talk to the Creator. Okay. When we meditate, we listen. You're stopping the mind. And you're connecting with your presence or your essence. Okay. And meditation is very easy. It's like taking a breath in and releasing the breath. You don't think about breathing. You're right. And that's meditation. And you just take that 
second of a breath and mix it with the next and mix it with the next. Discernment is important. Um, You know, learning to discern what energies are connecting with you or what you're open to receive. What's a good way to do that? Ask. Seriously, just ask. For instance, uh, if I'm meditating, and I'm, uh, do you go by feeling? Maybe you're not feeling uh, at peace, then if mm-hmm. maybe you need to just snap out of it and switch the frequency to something else. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and it's it's like what's in your reality. Um, going back to that television set, going back to that book that you're writing. Mm. You know what connections do you have? People that are constantly seeking uh, paranormal activity. <laughs> well, that is their. Um, that's what they're seeking. So that's what they're going to find. Because mm. they're putting all their energy, all their intention into. Exactly. Right. And everything that we give our energy to will reflect back to us. That's a universal law of circle and return. Yes. If it is your intent to be spiritually connected, then that's exactly what you're going to experience. Interesting. Yeah, this this is stuff that we've definitely heard before from past guests, you know, you put your mind to something, you put that thought out there in the universe, and it does come back at you. And that's what people are saying over and over again. And it's, it is a good message. It's, you know, shoot for your dreams and try to make, make things happen. I I love it. I think that's. Well, allow things to happen. And that goes into your faith, in your belief system. And your, your faith is not your belief system. Your faith is what you know to be true. And that is exactly what you will experience. Mm. Your belief system is what you think, and then again, that's using the mind. Everything that is above is below. So, for example, let's say that you want to work on being clairvoyant or clear-seeing. How do you strengthen that so that that comes through? Will you spend your day-to-day activity looking at things, hmm. seeing the detail? You know, as you as you physically awaken, as you bring that up a notch, then your clear vision spiritually will increase. If you notice the great artist. Uh, when they painted pictures of the saints, what did they see? You, you always see the light because the artist has spent a lot of time looking. Hmm. If you want to be uh, uh, clear audience and you want to hear spirit, then you start listening. You listen to the leaves and the tree. You listen to the grass grow. You listen to what's outside. You listen to what's inside, what's next to you. And as you do that, your sense of hearing becomes stronger. And then your spiritual healing or spiritual hearing gets stronger. Everything is connected. 
That's why we want to take care of ourselves physically. Meditation shows intent. Um, This is the other thing about meditation. There is no time with spirit. Everything's in the now. But spirit does recognize cycles. That's why it's important if you are choosing to meditate to make a stronger connection, that you meditate at the same time on the same days because then you're establishing a pattern. And spirit recognizes patterns. Oh, I didn't know that. The first time I hear that one. Hmm. And so, then, so what about diet? Does diet have anything to do with with being able to meditate better or get clear with your vision or any of that stuff? I prefer a steak right before I meditate. Okay. You have to recognize that you're a physical. You are a physical being, and if there is something that you desire then eat it. Um, you know, I, I, I see people all the time. They talk to their food. <laughs> oh, if I have that piece of chocolate cake, it's going to go straight to my hip. The cake hears you. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> I say that every time I go to P.F. Chang. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it, it's important no matter what you eat, uh, what is your level of gratitude about what you're eating? Hmm. You know, are you grateful? Do you assimilate the nutrition? You release the rest. You take from the food only what is required by the body. You release the rest. Again, what is your intent with the food? Hmm. So, I've I've heard you know I've heard a lot of stories about people going to study with like the monks and become these uber guru meditation masters and all these like paths that people like to like to say oh i've done this and that but you can do it you can do all this at home is that is that kind of what you're saying you don't really have to go and go to a school and do all these crazy crazy workshops and stuff be in a mountain for 30 days without eating yeah well (laughs) now you know again um if you believe that that assists you in connecting spiritually, then yes, go honor the monks. Okay. If you feel that a book is going to speak for you, there are right now hundreds of teachers out there. Yeah. The reason there are so many teachers are because there are so many spirits on the earth seeking knowledge. For some people, that knowledge is by going to the classes, going to the meditation, being in collective thought with others around them. So again, if you believe that that is your way to spiritual enlightenment, it will be. It seems like as humans, we hold a lot of power that we're not even aware of. Forgive me, I'm fighting off a cold. Oh, no, 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 you're okay. Um, it, it, it is true because, again, we believe the drama or the illusion of being human. The matrix. You want to take hmm. the red pill or the blue pill? You can have either one. You can have both. You can believe that you took the red one and you're seeking the blue one. <laughs> or vice versa. It all boils down to what what you are, 
how much you recognize your essence. Uh, being in the now is so important to our connectedness, to our spirituality, to our knowing. It's not about the past. If you if your mind is always in the past, then that's what owns you. Wishing that you had done um, something this way or that way or whatever, then you lose sight of the now. If you're looking to the future, oh, when this happens, I'll be happy. Mm. Then, again, you're giving mind the control. When you're in the now, you're being. Do not confuse who I am with what I do. Which happens a lot. People get careers and they identify themselves with what they do, with their profession. Well, it's, and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a label. Isn't it frustrating for you? You know, I wonder, te- teachers out there, isn't it frustrating when you have all the wisdom and you see humans struggling so hard every day? And don't you ever think if they only knew, if I could only wake you up? <laughs> but it's it's also important that we recognize at any one given time on the Earth's plane, there are three levels of existence or three classrooms is what oh. I like to say. Okay. And in those those three different classrooms, we are constantly interacting with the other two. What are these classrooms? Um, the classrooms are the level of growth, you know, of where we are spiritually. We're all born as children. Mm-hmm. And we all grow. It's kind of like, a, I love the expression, oh, I'm an old soul. Well, that just means you're a slow learner if you're still here, it's myself included. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we have like, um, just for example, second, third, and fourth grade. Or if okay. you wanted to, elementary school, middle school, and high school. Okay. Now, if you're going out to um, an individual who's in kindergarten, and they say one plus one is two, you're going to look at them and say, yes, very good. That's excellent. Because that's the that's the amount of knowledge that they have acquired during their term here on planet Earth. But now, if you took the one that's in high school and they went to explain algebra to the first grader, what would that do for the first grader? It would be very frustrating because they've just learned that one plus one is two. Mm-hmm. Well, how can there be an A? That's not a number. <laughs> I see. Yeah. And right now, we're going through the time of ascension. Uh, we're going to the time of uh, collective consciousness. Uh, and it's, you know, the Mayans. I hear people talk about the Mayans all the time. Wonderful, wonderful, intelligent human beings. But just like any kind of architect, you start a project with maybe one floor of a building and you finish with the 31st floor. At some point in time, you have to say, okay, that's that's where I'm going to stop. And they chose the planetary alignment to stop. But if you look at the Mayan calendar and just break it down very quickly, there are seven steps, which are broke down to seven days and six nights. Okay. In the book of Genesis, what does it say? 
and there were six nights and seven days. Mm-hmm. If you look at the book of Philippians, it says, "In God's time is not man's time, and a second can be thousands of years. You look at the last step in collective consciousness that we had as humanity or as humans. The last major step we had was in 1992. You know what happened in 1992? What? The Internet went up. Okay. <laughs> That's huge. It's a physical manifestation of collective consciousness. If you think about it, I can go to my computer and I can type in anything I want to know. Yeah. And what happens? It is comes that, on my there? screen immediately. Yeah. yeah. So the Internet is the physical manifestation of collective consciousness. We can do that without the Internet if there is uh, something that you would like to have knowledge about. All you do is set your intent in, which is the mind, that you would like to have knowledge about a specific subject and allow, grant permission for that information to come through. So now that we're speaking about the Mayan calendar, you're basically saying that the end of the Mayan calendar does not mean doomsday, does not mean the end of the world. Well, it could for those that perceive that it is. Everything is perception. Hmm. And like I said, there are three groups. There are three levels within each group. And for some... Um, you know, there will be those. And I, I don't like to use the word pass because then that makes it sound like there's a test and there's really God. <laughs> but there will be the level that ascends. There will be the level that may ascend but choose to stay for the level that does not ascend. For example, in our immediate history, we can look at the many teachers that we had. We can look at Einstein. We can look at Edgar Cayce. We can look at, I mean, Aristotle's. We can look at our philosophers. We can look mm. at all this. <clears throat> and we can see our teachers from our most recent history. But everything within spirit works in cycles. And the cycle shall begin again. And there are many levels. Uh, for example, if you look at Edgar Casey, whenever he tapped into um, the sleeping prophet, he went to the ninth, which is again like our internet. He went there in a trance state, gathered the information, and brought it back. So wherever you are, uh, will be the reality that you experience. And for some, they're just not going to be happy unless they unless they receive that, that Armageddon. Oh. Unless they go through that experience. Oh, that's, so, that's... so some people could experience, say, like a, a solar flare, a big solar flare hitting the Earth and wiping out all of electronics and total devastation to to electronics and putting us into the the you know uh, basically being without any kind of electrical mm -hmm. and then there's some of us that 
will just kind of ascend into this beautiful place? Is that kind of what you're... Exactly. So So it's it's like being different dimension. You're just not going to know what happens to the other people yet. They're going to experience that, and you're going to still continue into a different... Right. It's kind of like being in a neighborhood. And let's say that you have a set of neighbors that live three doors down. Uh And you have, of course, neighbors that are across the street from you, next door, to the left, to the right, whatever. And let's say that you're very good friends with a neighbor that lives three doors down. If they pack their belongings and move, you're going to notice. You're going to be aware of their movement. Mm-hmm. But if you have a neighbor down the street that you've never met, don't know who they are, have never seen their kids, and they move one day while you're at work, are you going to notice? No. Why? Because they're not on your frequency. Ah, I cannot. I can't okay. understand it now. That's a good way to explain it. That's it. That's. It is like being in different dimensions, like in, in different. And the, right. the, the neighborhood is puts in a very, very, very uh, physical 3D explanation. So I can really, I, I get it now. So, you know, if you're my friend and I want to send with you, we should be on the same frequency, the same block. Exactly. Right. Interesting. But you're going to choose that by your higher self, not your, not your conscious self. The conscious self does not make those decisions. Hmm. Okay, what is your um, definition of higher self? I hear that many, many people, many teachers talking about your higher self. Who is the higher self? That is the essence. That are That is the you that is separate from the ego. That is the you that is separate from the mind. That is you that does not create the illusion. You are the actor. The higher self is the reactor or the responder to whatever the mind is sending out. And it's a a consciousness that is at a different, it's inside our bodies, it's at a different, like in an iCloud floating Mm. away and we're just like connected wireless. (laughs) (laughs) It is the part of you that is always awake. It is Explain the part of you. Yeah. It's it's the part of you that answers when you have a question. Is that the, the little part voice of you, inside of us? Is that the one mm-hmm. that kind of trust your gut thing? You know, you're like, oh, I I probably shouldn't have like, I shouldn't do this and I shouldn't go left, and then you you don't, and then you realize right. that you're trusting your gut. Is that the same thing mm-hmm. you're talking about? Okay. Yeah. Now, where is this higher uh, self located at? Inside you. So it is within us? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the tail that belongs to the dog that we're always chasing. Ah, <laughs> and that's the part that is connected to source. Mm-hmm. So then when we go into meditation and we uh, connect to our higher self, that's why we can connect to source. And, um, why we can bring down information about things that we have no physical knowledge of. That's where we glean wisdom. And the difference between wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom is knowing how the phone works. Building a phone is the knowledge 
of a phone. In everything right now, we have a physical manifestation of everything that is spiritually connected or tied to. For example, a cell phone. A cell phone is really a means of telepathic communication. It's a physical manifestation of telepathic communication. It has no wires. Is that another of the nine gifts? It works on frequencies. Yeah. And so um, we have different frequencies that we work on. Some days I'm 110, some days I'm 220. <laughs> <laughs> can they, do they have any devices that can read these frequencies that you're, you're talking about? Well, certainly. That's what the bees use to navigate. Really? It's internal. It's kind of like when the tsunami hit um, several years ago. There were no animals injured in the tsunami. Why? Because they knew. So they tapped into the the frequency of the tsunami. They read that. They knew there was danger, and they fled. Well, they left, yeah. Okay. But they don't have any physical knowledge. I mean, the dogs weren't talking to each other and saying, (laughs) Pete, do you see that wave coming? Maybe we ought to move up to higher ground. It's, It's innate. It's built in, just like... Our nine gifts are built in. They belong to us. And people are just not paying attention to it. They're so distracted with the physical world. Hey, well, let me tell you something. I've seen some pretty good-looking men that, that are very attractive. It's easy to get to get pulled into that. You know, <laughs> consumerism. Look at it. <laughs> Yeah. No kidding. We're victims of marketing and <laughs> and yeah. we're victims of our own physicality. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there are those the school of thought that we are meant to bring it into the physicality. We're meant to bring our spiritual essence into the physical world. And that is also part of the shift. That's one thing we don't have as essence is a body. It's so different. What's, what's going to happen in December 21st, 2012? Well, I don't know for your reality. What's going to happen in your mind? <laughs> in your reality. Where, where, are you, where are you ascending to? I haven't a clue. My higher self hasn't informed me. Oh, Okay. Um, I see it as an awakening. Um, I do see it as a shift in reality. I do see it. It's like some days I go outside and I look at the sky and it's different. Mm. And I recognize that difference. And I recognize it as 4D. Mm. We experienced that the other day. Yeah, We're starting to notice things that sometimes just look different. And we were mm-hmm. even we're, we we weren't even joking. No, we were like in different dimension. Remember? I don't even know what it is. It's just different. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I've never seen the sky that's look blue. like it. Yeah, exactly. We just but had see, a conversation the other day. That's the that's your physical essence 
recognizing the change. Mm. And that's a good sign. And that comes from staying in the now. That comes from being present. That comes from awakening. Do you, do you, uh, do you think there's people out there that don't want us to know about this stuff? Oh, no. There's the ego, because then it loses its grip. Yeah. Oh, that ego. I love mine. I try to recognize it and call it on itself quite consistently. I've never talked to my ego as much as I've talked to it this year. I keep catching myself, you know. And see, that's the key. Because when you recognize it, but do not kid yourself, the ego is a formidable foe. Yeah. And it will do whatever it takes to leave itself in charge. Mm-hmm. Because so, it, like anything else, wants to survive. Mm-hmm. So a good note to our listeners out there, keep your egos in check. <laughs> we'll recognize it when it's in charge. Right. And that's not always easy. It, I mean, it it takes uh, a, a certain amount of, of effort mm-hmm. to say, ooh, where is this coming from? You know, I've seen many, 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 many teachers, many very, very good teachers um, lose to their ego because that ego wants to win. For example, I've seen uh, teachers that that perceive themselves to be the gifts that they are. And then they create this, again, illusionary world around themselves. And then, you know, maybe they put a little book out or maybe they do a little video or maybe they do a little something, something, doesn't matter what it is. Mm. And they get a little bit of notoriety. And then they perceive themselves to be the illusion that they've created. And then maybe the cells of the book drop off a little bit. (coughs) Or um, they're not asked to do as many guest speaking engagements. And then the ego says, ooh, I bought this new house. I've got this car I've got to pay for. I've got these clothes. So I've got to come up with something that's better than anybody else. And so the ego does. And a lot of times it will create the fall for the teacher, which Mm -hmm. is also a lesson. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's really tricky. You start reading books about the ego, and it's like a mental fight inside of you. It's pretty interesting. I've been reading a lot about it lately. Yeah, you almost want to give up everything you have and just live <laughs> super simple. And um, But you can manifest but, whatever you require at any one given time. See it, touch it, feel it, know that it belongs to you, and then let it go. Hmm. And you, that's an easy one to do, too. It's It's done by faith. Um, I was sitting with some friends. We were having coffee one morning, and my sister was there. And we were talking about going to the grocery store. You know, something as simple as going to the grocery store. And I said, well, yeah, I could use a little bit of meat in my house, and I don't want to go to the grocery store, so I'll just have some meat manifest itself in my reality. 
And my sister was laughing, and she says, yeah, right, that's going to happen. So we kept visiting, and we were uh, drinking our coffee, and probably about 20 minutes later, my doorbell rings. And it's one of my clients, and she said, you know, I just picked up this half a beef from the meat market, and I heard this voice tell me to come bring you some. Wow. She brought me some hamburger meat, steak, and I don't know, it was, you know, several little packages. And I said, thank you. Would you like to come in for coffee? She said, no, I have to go. I said, okay, catch you later. And so I bring the bags and send them down on my snack bar, and my sister says, you kill me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so is, is, that experience, are you guys vibrating at the same frequency that she was able to pick your vibe up to interpret that no i just sent it out into the universe and she was able to pick that up Mm-hmm. and that again comes from wisdom you know again that's like um hold your ground and and obviously that wasn't too much to ask for but what if i'm like i want a million dollars you can have a million dollars you about if it. your faith tells you you can it's <laughs> just a huge face right now. <laughs> and remember, your faith is your knowing. Your faith you is not your thinking, belief. Your yeah. faith is not your yeah. It's it's not your belief system. It, it, you can manifest absolutely anything if you have the faith behind it. Now you can say, oh, I want a million dollars. And then you turn around and say, oh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Guess what? You just dismissed You just it. took it back. It's kind of like, you know, we go in no disrespect to, to churches, no disrespect to those who pray for healing. But many a time I've seen a church service and they're praying for anti-maim. You know, that that she heals, that she recovers. and Maybe they spend 20 minutes on this prayer. And then they turn around and they're having their cookies and their lemonade. And they say, oh, yeah, she's a goner. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they take it back. So when you speak, and there are those that are manifestors, that is a gift. Don't turn around and take it back. Don't tell the universe how to bring it to you. Don't don't put limits on the energy and the frequencies that are around you. Wow. Ever. So we're almost our own worst enemies by limiting ourselves and our energy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And the book of Revelation speaks that. The demons and the dragons, those that attack us are the ones that are internal not external. Hmm. Wow. So another of the nine gifts is um, manifestation. Mm-hmm. That's another gift. That's a powerful one. And I think people oh. haven't, they're not even aware of what they're doing. Oh, yes, they do. They do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes they confuse it with prophetic. Um, they may have a thought that something's going to happen and it does and they think that it was prophetic when in actuality it was manifestation they created it yes they did hmm. 
um, a good way to tell if something is prophetic or not. Let's say that you're driving down the street and you see a tree, and that tree reminds you of a tree from your childhood, and you remember a friend from your childhood, and you think, oh, I'm going to give them a call. Okay, that's the mind. You're driving down the street, and that person's name just pops in. That's mm -hmm. prophetic. Interesting. That happens a lot to you. Yeah. Um, and you you asked me that before. Like, I don't know what is this all about, but sometimes... Um, you think about people and they call you. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's that that's that telepathic telephone. Oh, maybe that's your gift learning. Yeah. Telepathic. Have, you, because you're always telling me, especially lately, often, yeah. you keep After saying, maybe I'm sending the vibe out or something, because so-and-so called me and I was just thinking about them, or, or you're talking to somebody and then they text you. Yeah. Right. But that, that that's telepathic communication. And the way that we create that or that we make that stronger is when we, through touch, the etheric is um, like um, like very, 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 very fine spider webbing or threads. Um, Shirley MacLaine called it silver cord. Okay. I've heard it called okay. that, yeah. Uh -huh. okay. Every time you touch someone your etheric body and theirs creates a string. The more you ah. touch them, the more strings you have. And then eventually that could be called that you've been courted by somebody. And <laughs> they courted you, you courted them. It's a mutual it's a mutual connectivity. But that's why you can be thinking about your mother and she calls. Oh mom, gave. I was just thinking about you. That's the way that they picked it up. They picked it up through the etheric cord. Now, if you have touched someone one time, you can connect with them. You can say hi. Hmm. But now, please understand that if you've touched them one time, and let's say that it's a, it's a popular personality like, I don't know, um, Jennifer she, Aniston. Okay. Uh, she may pick up whatever it is that you're sending out, but she may not have a clue as to who you are. <laughs> Interesting. So you're like a spiritual prank caller. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or a spiritual vampire. Oh. Oh, those are scary. Go. Stalkers and... That's something really interesting. There's a lot of people that like to um, drain other people's energy. Sometimes they don't know that they're doing it, sweetheart. Don't ever perceive that they intentionally know that they're doing it. Subconsciously, they're just maybe... Um... They don't know how they gather energy themselves. Mm. It's kind of like the elderly people. You ask them, sweetheart, how are you doing? Well, you know, I had the surgery a month ago, and I had this, and I had that. You know, it's not their intent to drain you. That just requires some energy. They don't know how to gather it themselves. Uh, people that create a lot of drama for themselves, a lot of turmoil. Yes, they're seeking energy from you, but do not think that it is malicious in intent. Mm. So now, how do you handle... Say... Oh, go ahead. That's not to say that there aren't those that do maliciously 
drain from you and know that they're doing it. Mm. So how do you how do you protect yourself, I guess? How do you not get drained? How do you give somebody energy that needs it but not be drained yourself? Well, all energy comes from the universe. So as long as you are constantly gleaming energy from the universe, you will never be drained. Just let it flow. So you just got to open the energy valve and Mm -hmm. (laughs) have that energy flow through your body constantly. Exactly. When you're around that individual. But sometimes you just kind of disconnect and you you got to recharge, right? Like you just right. can't always you can be cut, full you can, mm-hmm. you can cut the cord and you have to fill your own cup. You know, I tell people this all the time. If you have things that you like to do, um, breathing, I do sculpting, I do watercolors, I get out in my garden, I play in the dirt, that's recharging my battery. Mm-hmm. And I take care of myself. And when my cup overflows, that belongs to everybody else. But the cup is mine. Hmm. So when you are fully drained of energy, you need to shut off and go recharge. So you can... You've told me that before. You said snowboarding is heaven for you. Yeah, it's my outlet. Yeah. And you, who will think that is such a hard sport to do? You figured you'll be out of energy, but you, you get full of energy. You, you totally charged up. It's a, it's a creative outlet for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, like what you're saying, watercolor and gardening, uh, gardening and stuff. Yeah, snowboarding is very creative for me. So that's my, my recharger. Mhm. And create. Remember that word. Yeah. Because we are all creators to one degree or another. Okay, we go. come from the one source. And the gift that we received was creativity. So far we have um, prophecy, healing, dreams, or dream interpretation, uh, wisdom, Telepathy, manifestation, that six gifts of spirit. What are the other two? We have miracles. Okay. And you missed two of them, which is wisdom and knowledge. Okay. And that's, you know, I kept touching on those. Those really are gifts. The gift of wisdom. The gift of knowledge. So uh, you, you say miracle. What do you, what do you mean by that? Is that like the Virgin Mary appears in a grilled cheese sandwich, or <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it were that simple, um, a miracle is when there is perfect alignment with all of creation. And do not uh, kid yourself. There are miracle workers out there right now. In the miracles in the days of old, when Christ came, wow. he showed us what we are capable of. Mm-hmm. And I like to make that point very well known. He was showing us what we are capable of in the physical realm. 
and miracles are a divine part of our existence. When we are able to recognize our true purpose, our divine inspired experience of this physical place, how beautiful the world will be. We are all capable of miracles. We are all capable of creating that for another individual, whether we recognize it or not. Having a happy thought for somebody. I mean, truly having a happy thought for somebody. Having the desire for them to be happy, for them to be fulfilled, for them to be loved, whatever it is that they themselves are seeking or whatever they themselves feel is lacking in them. See them with that. You know, I um, see people who are um, addicted to drugs. Mm -hmm. Look at them and see them walking away from that. See them having the strength inside themselves. Then you're creating a miracle for someone. You're creating a new reality for them. You know, we can either be a prophet for someone, we can be Moses, or we can be the Pharaoh. Those little things that we do for each other every day, that's what we're doing. We're either supporting them, we're either seeing them come out of their slavery and into their promised land, or we're keeping them enslaved by our thoughts about them. So are you saying that we could will somebody off of drugs, or is that something that... You're not willing them off of drugs. You're seeing them free. Because I know know a lot of that has to do with them wanting to be done with the drug. How? Well, yeah, I've heard many times people say uh, they don't want to be helped. Nobody will help them. And I I always, um, okay. But if you're seeing them enslaved to the drugs and that they will never be free, you are helping to hold them in bondage. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I kind of disagree because I think, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that their families surround that person that is addicted to drugs, and they, that's all they want is just them to stop, and they just can't because the drug is so powerful. It is up to the actual person to want to let go. But the universe does not recognize a want from a don't want. Hmm. Well, the yeah, universe the only person. recognizes the amount of energy you give any one thing. So it is up to the person. They have to not want to do drugs anymore. Well, but you can send them prayerful assistance. Or you can, like I said, continue to see them enslaved. You know, I've seen many people that have stepped away from alcohol, that have stepped away from drugs, that have stepped away from that sort of reality. And then a family member, like going back into the healing in the church, say, yeah, he's been clean six months. I wonder when he's going to (laughs) fall. So they're already sending that energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of negative. So just be positive, people out there. Yeah, it's easier to be 
negative these days, I think, than it is. To I be still positive. watch in the news. I don't. I don't watch the news anymore. Well, but you know, um, if you are light, you can always take the light into darkness. You can never take the darkness into light. So do you believe um all these theories of um other dimensional beings being in um on this planet as as star seeds or light workers like people from other planets that just reincarnated in this on this earth and um what else we've heard before there are three groups and there are three levels within each group And we are each aware of the frequency that we are vibrating on. It's kind of like the living challenged, and those are people that have crossed over and no longer have a physical body. Mm. uh, You know, they may uh, be dwelling in a space on a particular frequency. They don't have a clue that you're around. Hmm. Just like there are many mortals that do not have a clue that there are those that have crossed and that are in their frequency. What do you, What is your take on, on a spirit? I mean, we have thousands of ghost stories out there. People, mm-hmm. people claim they see stuff. What right. do you think it is that they're seeing? Well, they may very well be seeing the living challenged. They may very well be seeing an impressed into a space or a specific time. And I'm sure that you in your life can recognize a time when you were so emotionally charged, whether that be joyful or whether that be devastation. And you left a footprint in that space that other people will recognize. Hmm even though you physically are no longer there. So people really do leave their footprints. Yes, but we all occupy the same space. It's just a different frequency. And some leave bigger than others? Mm, Emotionally charged. Hmm. So, for example, like with medium work, Um, people that are able to connect with those that have crossed over. This is a good explanation of the way that it works. Let's say that the physical level works on 40 megahertz. Okay. Let's say that the etheric plane, which we've discussed extensively, works on 60 megahertz. Let's say that the spiritual realm or those that are no longer have a physical body, work on 80 megahertz, so it's a higher frequency. A medium is able to take their existence on 40 and raise it to 60. And then the one that wishes to communicate will slow theirs down from 80 to 60. So that's a middle ground. Oh. And then they connect on that middle ground. It doesn't usually last long because it's difficult for one that works, that is a human on the 40 megahertz to maintain that 60. It's also a challenge for the one that's working on 80 megahertz to slow down to 60 so that they can communicate. A dream state, it's very natural because 
we do not require the physical body for our existence. It's only necessary for our human reality. But in a dream state, we're naturally on the etheric plane. And so that's why it's easy for us to have a dream of Uncle Bill. I see. So I have a question for you. There's uh, here Little Ninja next to me, and he's never really had a psychic reading before. Will you be able to do one over the phone to him? And actually, I had a, a psychic, a couple of psychics before said that they couldn't really read him. So I asked Little Ninja tonight to be open-minded and 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 see if uh, Miss Rebecca will like to do a reading on him and and see how that goes. Okay, we can we can give that a whirl. All right. Um, is All there right. anything is there anything I need to do to kind of clear my head so I don't like block you or um, put in any negative vibes or anything? <laughs> you well, there's negative. a couple of things. First, I do need your first name. Okay, it's uh, it's Kendall. Okay, and I need you to take a nice deep breath. All right, Kendall, uh, first, you have a very analytical mind. You're very strong-minded. Some might refer to this as stubborn, but it's not. You just want to hold your ground. Not that you want to change anybody else's thinking process, just that you're very set in yours. Um, I'm also being told that you will see it when you believe it, not the other way around. All right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you do have very strong connections to the angelic realm, and that's the way that your communication will come in. This comes from a very strong uh, Christian foundational base that you're really not quite sure where you sit, you know, on which side of the fence. I'm sure that that will be revealed to you very soon. All right? Okay. Um, physically, you are in very, very good shape. All right? Okay. Um, your back means everything to you. And recognize that that's using your backbone. So when you say, hmm, got a little niche here, got a little sore spot here in my back, you're just being asked to speak your truth. Because occasionally you will suppress what you're thinking because you do not want to offend someone. Okay. No worries about that. Speak your truth. All right? Okay. Also, Spirit tells me that you have received prophetic messages before, but you have d- doubted it. If you want to become stronger in that, you have to speak it. You can't hold it back. Again, coming back with the back. Make hmm. sense? So when you find yourself sore there, it's because you're arguing with an aspect of yourself that you would like to open. Okay. All right. Um, Also on your left foot, middle toe, 
You've got some dry skin there. You've also got a little bit on the heels. Just take, make sure that you dry that area very, very well. Mm. And get yourself some cream. Okay, I'm not quite sure that that one uh, doesn't need a little bit of help, so keep an eye on it. It's got a little bit of a sore or something. Under the middle, left side is the side that I'm picking it up. I'm taking my sock off as we speak. (laughs) Okay. Just be aware. All right. Keep an eye on it. Yep. Digestive system. Yeah. Digestive system works really, really well. You do have a tendency to overhydrate, though, and pull the minerals out of your body. Deionized water is okay in small quantities, but you do not want to drink it all the time. Okay. All right. Spirit also comes to you on your left side. So that's the side that you're going to get the tingling feeling from. And that's the side that you have the ringing in your ear. That's just spirit trying to get your attention. Okay. Okay. All right. And uh, Spirit also tells me that you wanted to communicate with an uncle, and that is not to occur at this time. Okay. All right. All right. We're done. Wow. Thank you so much. That was. That was very interesting. I'm kind of nervous about my toe over here. <laughs> I got my sock off. <laughs> your back? You're always complaining about your I, back. That's like your number one thing. I, I was, oh, I have to correct my back. You, you got to oh, excuse me, too. I was What I was doing, I wasn't answering you with any emotion because I have a theory that psychics read off of people's expressions and... Um, oh, well, that's real hard to do over the phone, but I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, if I, if I start. He's he's a little bit of an skeptic. And a lot no, of times... he's not. Now, and this is what I said at the first part of the reading. He's ah. very analytical. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you got it. Yes. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't be here if you were a skeptic. Yes. <laughs> I, I just, I you know. I've I've tried to get some readings before and and I just think it was bogus. I think they were reading me in my body language and you know. Well, again, you know, you have to separate. Um, occasionally, readers will uh, try too hard. I know I had this one woman, bless her heart. She she came in. She made an appointment. You know, she wanted to come see me and mm-hmm. whatever. And I sat down with her, and usually when it's a one-on-one, I'll want to touch the individual. And it's just, you know, a way to to help communicate. Um, anyway, and so I'm sitting there, and I've, I've got her hands, and nada. Okay, so here we go again. Nothing. And I said, sweetheart, I'm not picking up anything for you. And for whatever reason. Could have been that she didn't want to be read for. Could have been that she didn't want me to see something. And Mm. so she blocked me completely. Or it could have been that I just did not pick up on her frequency. 
like I said, every reader cannot read for every person. Right. It's not possible. There are teachers, many, many, many teachers. You can have 20 teachers tell you the exact same thing, but you may only hear one of them. I think I, so, do block, I think I do block. I probably did block a lot of the... Uh, I think I did block the people that did try to read me in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, and that could be, and your reasons are your own. But I, I told this woman, I said, sweetheart, I'm not getting anything. And she said, but you read for my friend here, and you read for my friend here, and you read for my friend here. And I'm going, well, that's nice. And she says, I just don't think you're trying hard enough. Ooh. At oh. which point I got very amused. <laughs> and I said, okay, darling, sit back down and I'll lie to you. Mm, yeah. I see your point. It's very important. Mm-hmm. It and it's that, okay. Yeah, it seems that we have another color. Area code 806. Let's see. We have a few minutes left here. Um, area... Code eight zero six. You're on the air. What's your name? That Hello. Yes. Yes. Hello. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I can't believe I got through. This is me. Hi, Rebecca Tilda. <laughs> Hi, Hilda. How are you, darling? I'm just so amazed. I I just wish you could put this all on the CD for the whole world to hear. It is so amazing and so uplifting, and it's just so right on. I can't put it in words, but my spirit totally understands and. Totally stands behind everything you've been saying. It's just so awesome. <laughs> I well, it's a it. godsend. <laughs> I was like, Hilda is so is uh, one of my ladies that I have known for several years, <laughs> and so I find it interesting that she got through. Oh. Oh, that's great. I started hearing this whole thing, so I just stayed put and said, okay, I guess I'm I'm here to learn, Lord. And um, when you said 806, I was like, God, I called. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is so awesome. I would love just to hear it. Well, you see, she was thinking see. about it, and she got through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. And, um, Rebecca's really taught me how to grow, and I've, I try really hard to listen and to try to understand and even when I can't physically I think my spirit totally gets it and I just like she said open up and try to receive and see what comes out of it it's, you have to be open to everything that is wonderful and, and she, she's she been working with you is that is that what, you're, what you said I touch bases with her because I try to um, also like be a big girl and learn you know and just be open and that's what's helped me and um, it's just Rebecca has changed my life completely um i could not be who i am if it wasn't for her friendship and her wisdom and the love and support and the kindness um i i just wish that one day i can do something so awesome for her i i just i'm speechless she to me has been like god sent an angel Aww. in my life and is she is just so awesome she's so full of knowledge and she just i don't know you just cannot be the same person after you get to know her. You just touched. <laughs> it's Aww. amazing. Aww. Well, that's so nice. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling. Oh, thank you. If Rebecca's got a minute, is there anything you can tell me? I'd love to hear anything. <laughs> no, Hilda, you are doing absolutely wonderful. Spirit tells me that your work in the church is growing and that you need to continue on. Hold strong. 
all right, and continue to move forward. Spirit also tells me that you have a new job and that right. that's going to go really, really well for you. Wow, okay. is that with so, the church? Um, oh, it looks like it is going to be connected with the church, yes, ma'am. And Did that's going to be revealed it? to you within the next three months. Wow. I'm going to hold on tight and just, I'm open. <laughs> there I'm you go, there. darling. You have a beautiful, beautiful night, Hilda. You too. God bless you. Bless you in every way in life. You are amazing Aww. and you really are truly God sent to the world. Oh, honey, you're I precious. I bless you. I bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, and thank you. I'm going to, you hang up on me, I'm going to continue to listen and learn. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Your Bible verse for today is Corinthians 12. Okay. 7 through 11, okay? Thank you. My Bible's full of the years of all the scriptures you've given me with your name and dates. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you all. God bless. Bye-bye. Oh, what a nice lady. Thank you so much. She's a beautiful, beautiful lady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rebecca, any events coming up that you have? Um, Nothing uh, currently lined up anytime soon. I have uh, taken on a new family and am working with them right now. Okay. So it's all good. We have the Stanley coming up May 4th and 5th. And oh, that's good. in Estes, Colorado. Mm-hmm. That will be fun. Nice. Yes, it will. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Watch out for them elk out there. They get, the, they elk? Get really, the elk get really close to you over at the Stanley. Well, I got really tickled. I was going up to Utah and uh, was driving through, and it was starting to get dark, and Spirit said, pull over. I said, okay, this hotel looks good, and uh, was getting out of my car to go sign in, and there must have been 50 deer right Ooh, there wow. in the pasture back behind us, and I thought, oh, I'm so glad I went ahead and pulled over. <laughs> Oh, we we have four minutes left. We have a caller, area code 843. You're on the air. We have just a couple minutes. What's your name? Hi, my name is Eddie. Oh, hi, Eddie. Hello, Eddie. Hello, hello. Hi, all. Um, Join the program. I just wanted to ask a question. Go ahead. Uh, um, Quite a few years ago, I was meditating, and I heard my name being called, but what I really wanted to go back to is, I guess, about... 15 years ago, I used to try it, I used to meditate. I would hear a sound like um, a jet, and then I'd hear like birds chirping, or a bird, a particular bird chirping, and I thought it wasn't uh, outside because it was uh, like 3, 4 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Does any of that mean anything? Uh, well, Eddie, I will tell you that one of the reasons that you kind of backed off was because you were not comfortable with the things that were coming through. And so it's very important that when you connect, you connect to the light. The other thing, when you were doing the meditation, instead of moving internally, and this is a, it's another important part about meditation, a lot of times when we're doing it, we believe that we're meant to expand our consciousness. And that is true to a degree. In certain times, it has its place and its purpose. But when we meditate, we should actually walk into our heart. 
And that's what we were being told, is to go into the closet within. So what you were doing were, you were actually doing some astral projection. So like when you would jerk, um, that was actually your essence entering back into the physical body. And that's one of the reasons you kind of stepped away from it for a little while. Nice. That's that's an interesting experience. Wow. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, we have two minutes left real quick. Um, uh, if you want to reach Rebecca Ann, her website is www.gardenspirit.bravehost.com. Uh, you can you can find um I'm, you have an email I'm sure. Do you want to share with your listeners? Well, I start to say it's connected with the website, so they can just go to www. Garden Spirit Brave Host, and it will take them to my contact box, and I will retrieve all my emails from there. Okay, Rebecca, thank you so much for thank accepting you. this interview tonight. Oh, uh, thank you, Vera. We started getting quite a few callers towards the end of the show. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Maybe we'll have you again uh, in some other time, and uh, we appreciate your time and all your teachings again. Thank you so much. Yeah, we learned a lot. Oh, you're you. welcome. Thank Little you. Ninja, it was a pleasure. Oh, thank you. That was <laughs> You'll have a blessed night. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh. Well, that was wonderful. We got one minute left in uh, callers. Uh, keep, we have 60 seconds left. Oh, my. And uh, I'm sorry for uh, the callers that we couldn't take. take um, we'll be back again next Friday, every Friday at 9 p.m. And, um, uh, definitely check out check out uh, check out our our uh, website veranormal.com, and uh, you can you can track our next show on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Veranormal. Um, and uh, remember, guys, be skeptical but be open minded too. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful good night. Oh yeah, that's it for tonight. The Veranormal Show. Little Nidge, Marfa Man, Vera Martinez, we're out.